This is part two on Second Thessalonians 1, 1 through 4, and we simply want to think for a few minutes about the setting of the origin of the church in Thessalonica. And we're drawn to that, not just out of historical curiosity, but because the mention of all three of these people calls for more of an explanation. And I suggested last time that uh, not only does Paul share with Silvanus and Timothy his authorship and his authority as the chief spokesman and the leader of the team, but these three were all evidently involved in some way in the founding of the church, so that there is a relational component when he he mentions all three. Paul, Silvanus, and I'm going to suggest that this is another name for Silas, Paul's companion on that second missionary journey. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, as we ponder the origin of this church, grant that we would see the amazing providence that we have the New Testament, much of it, the letters, because Paul was so vigilant to do follow-up work on the establishing evangelism work that had gone on weeks before. Show us the implications of that for our own lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go back to the book of Acts, where the origin of the church is described. Here we are in chapter 17. In chapter 16, Paul and uh, Silas and Timothy were in Philippi. Paul had picked up Timothy on this journey back in Lystra, and now Timothy, as a young associate, is accompanying the more seasoned Paul and, and Silas or Silvanus. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. So here's my funny map. I'm no cartographer. So this, this is the Mediterranean Sea. This squiggly country here is Greece. It has a Macedonian uh, province here and then an Achaean province here. This is Corinth down here and Athens here and Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, we'll see in a moment, Troas, Ephesus, Miletus. This is contemporary Turkey. So he just said that he passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia. And those cities are right there. So between Philippi and Thessalonica, he just passes through them. He doesn't stop. That would be interesting to ponder. How does he pick the cities in which to linger? Well, he lingers here, and he lingers here, and he passes through there and comes to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue. Maybe that's the key as to where he stops. Because there he has a, an immediate audience to preach the gospel since he's Jewish. And Paul went in, as was his custom, on three Sabbath days. So he's only in this town 
maximum four weeks, like a week on either side of those days. And he establishes this church. What does it look like? He reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ, the Messiah, the fulfillment of all the promises in the Old Testament. And some of them were persuaded. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas. All right, there's a reference to the two of them. No mention of Timothy. I'm not sure why, because it is very likely that Timothy was there, because we're going to see in a few minutes that Paul sends Timothy back to this church as a known person. Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, so some Jews believed, Greeks believed, not a few of the leading women believed, so there's the core of the church right there. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some of the wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. So they're trying to get Paul and Silas and maybe Timothy, although I suspect perhaps Timothy, as a young person, had been sent away quickly, because we're going to meet him down the road a bit. So they send them, let's see what happens. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away, I think Timothy had already gone, probably, by night to Berea. Where's Berea? Here's Berea. So from Thessalonica, smuggled out down to Berea, and then from Berea, they're going to make for the coast, and they're going to, uh, what color shall I use? They're going to make their little trip. Paul is down here to Athens. Let's keep reading. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed in Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. And then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea. That's what I just drew. But Silas and Timothy, okay, so Timothy has now shown up. He's at Berea. How did he get there? We don't know, but I suspect when they saw the trouble brewing, and maybe they saw it early, they sent him on ahead because he was such a young uh, partner in the ministry. And they remained there, leaving Paul to go by himself to Athens. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. So they left um, Timothy and Silas in Berea, take Paul to Athens, and Paul says, go get them. I want them here as soon as possible. Now, here's a description in 1 Thessalonians of a situation that relates. Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy. So, Timothy and Silas and Paul are together in Athens because he sent for them. They are there. They're waiting to hear news from the church. How are things going? It's such a baby church. They're so young in the faith. How are they doing? And we, when we could bear it no longer, we sent Timothy. Wow. So Timothy is going to go to the church in Thessalonica and get a report. Our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ, 
to establish and exhort you in your faith, but now Timothy has come to us, to Silas and uh, Paul, or maybe to Paul and some others, because I think he's going to be coming with Silas, we're going to see in just a moment, has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us. So where does this happen? Where is this meeting? It's in Corinth. Paul has gone from Athens to Corinth. We see it here in Acts 18. After this, when he had sent Timothy off, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. It's a very short trip across the isthmus there. Then Silas and Timothy arrived. So Timothy comes back from Thessalonica. Perhaps Silas was with him, or Silas joined him in Athens, or we don't know exactly how they joined up, but now Silas and Timothy arrive from Macedonia. That's where Thessalonica is. Paul was occupied with the word testifying to the Jews in Corinth, in Corinth, that the Jew that Christ was Jesus. And he stayed in Corinth for a year and six months, so 18 months, teaching the word of God among them. That's when First and Second Thessalonians was written, probably, because of the way he refers in both letters to the recent events and the comings and goings of, of Timothy. We can see one more thing about the setting here in Acts 18, verse 12. But when Gallio was proconsul, Roman proconsul of Achaia, that's where Corinth and Athens are, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal. Now, the reason this is significant is because an inscription has been found in Corinth which dates the proconsulate, the proconsulate of Gallio to 51-52 AD, or AD 51 and 52. So it's possible to date the writing of First and Second Thessalonians, let's just say in the early 50s, to be very loose and generous, which is significant because it's what? Only 20 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So there's, in general, the origin of the Church of the Thessalonians, the relationship to Timothy and Silas or Silvanus. Just like Paul had two names, Saul and Paul, it's very possible that Silvanus is the Roman, you see that Roman ending there, is the Roman version of his name, and Silas is the Hebraic version of his name. One last comment. Isn't it remarkable, I said it already, let me underline it, that we have letters, 13 letters that Paul wrote himself and others, in our New Testament, providing the foundation of the church globally because of Paul's relational and spiritual and theological vigilance to do follow-up work with, with the churches. 
that he found it. Let's go to school on that.